Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Hey guys, I'm Olivia Allen Price, and you're listening to Bay Curious, the show where we answer questions about the Bay Area. Today we're talking about an invasion happening in many Bay Area suburbs. That's right, turkeys. Wild turkeys have come down out of the hills and taken up residence in urban neighborhoods. These wild turkeys are actually on the attack. We're reports of gangs of wild turkeys invading the burbs, scratching up lawns, stopping traffic, even attacking a mailman. These turkeys have prompted a question from Amanda Upchurch. Amanda lives in Martinez and works in Berkeley and Hercules. Why are there so many wild turkeys everywhere? I see them on hikes in the Brion's area. I see them at the gas station in Albany. I see them jumping on houses in lots of different areas, and they just almost seem like a nuisance. Today, we have the answer to this turkey quandary and the story of a turkey that broke into prison. Support for Bay Curious comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Committed to brewing things the right way since 1980, because when you're a family-run brewery, there's no other way to do it. Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Still family-owned, operated, and argued over. And be sure to stay tuned through the end of the show so you can play our monthly trivia game for a chance to win some cool prizes. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing... And I know you love what you're hearing. Please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. To dish us the gravy on turkeys, reporter Jessica Placzek is here. Hello. So first, start us off with telling us a little bit about the turkeys in California. I know one question I have is just, like, are they native? No, they are not native. But there were once native turkeys to California. They are the Miliagris californica. And that animal is one of the most common species you can find down in the La Brea tar pits. But, you know, that turkey went extinct thousands of years ago. So then where are the turkeys from that are terrorizing the suburbs all around the Bay Area? In the early 1900s, the California Fish and Game Commission, which is now the Department of Fish and Wildlife, they wanted to encourage recreational hunting, which would help them generate revenue with selling licenses and such. And they thought turkeys would be a good incentive for hunters. And they began releasing farm-raised turkeys into the wild. 
but those domesticated turkeys lacked the survival skills and didn't do so well. They died a lot. So in 1959, Fish and Game went down to the Rio Grande area in Texas and started trapping wild turkeys and then bringing them to California and releasing them across the state. They did this until 1999. And those turkeys have done incredibly well. You know, you can still hunt these turkeys during open season, which happens twice a year. And for Thanksgiving, let's say, maybe you want to catch your own turkey dinner. You can do that if you have the right licenses and are in the right areas and such. Do we have any idea how many turkeys there are in California today? So it's actually pretty hard to count them, as you might be able to yeah. imagine. Yeah. <laughs> the last count was over a decade ago, and there were about a quarter of a million. So it's pretty safe to say that right now there's hundreds of thousands of turkeys in California. Wow. And what is it about our climate or environment here that helps them to do so well? Well, we've got good turkey habitat. They like low to mid-elevation forested type places. And we see them in residential areas because turkeys need trees and our residential areas have trees. They also like open spaces like meadows and grasslands, which means they like lawns. And it also does not help that people are feeding them. That makes them continue to come back again and again and also not really be afraid of people. Should we be afraid of them? I mean, they're 30-pound birds. They know how to intimidate, but they're mostly just a pest, not so much a danger. I mean, if they're destroying property, like scratching up your car or, I don't know, something like that, you could get a depredation permit that allows you to kill them on your property. But they're everywhere, even in prisons. Prisons? Yes. So I work with these guys incarcerated up at Solano to make a show called Uncuffed. And producer Joe Kirk has this great story about a turkey that got into prison. The voices you're about to hear are Brian Mazza and Joseph Kaufman. You know, Joe, I want to ask you, man, remember that time? I think it was about Thanksgiving last year that we saw that turkey on the yard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like... Is that turkey inside the fence line? Because I couldn't even I couldn't even fathom. You know, they can fly a little bit. I had no idea. You said, let's get it! <laughs> you took <laughs> off running. <laughs> and when you got to the fence, the turkey took off running into building 23. And I ran inside the building and said, stop that turkey! I'm going to have him for lunch! And the turkey landed on the railing in front of the showers. There's like five people in the showers, and the turkey's looking in the shower. He's looking at me. He's looking in the shower. He's looking at me. And... People were in the showers going, no, don't do it. <laughs> I grabbed the turkey and feathers just came out of it. Because I didn't want to hurt it, but feathers just came out of its, out of its wings, out of its tail. Yeah. There are feathers everywhere. And then it takes off down the tier. So now this turkey is running for its life down the tier. And here comes Brian running after it. I almost fell down. They're fast, too. I didn't know they were that fast. It was they pretty came. quick. And then the turkey runs down the tier into 24 dorm, and down there, <laughs> there was that guy. Remember his name? What was his name? Uh, he was the toughest guy in the whole yard, right? Franco. That's his name, Franco. And the turkey ran into his bed area and woke him up, and he stood up. Like, you ever see the, the cartoons where somebody stands up and runs in place, and then... <laughs> 
and he took off out of the dorm. I ran into the dorm. Uh, the turkey was hiding under the bed, and I look. I bend down. I get on my hands and knees, and I'm looking, and the turkey's peeking at me from around the corner, seeing me. So I reach underneath the bed, and I'm reaching my arm, and I grab him by his leg this time, and it just trying to flap, flap and there's and this is people's this is people's bed area it's clean it's orderly it's supposed to be quiet there's <laughs> feathers everywhere in that dorm Finally, I grabbed it by its neck because, you know what? I've got a reputation to protect, right? And there I was, stretching him out so he couldn't kick or flap on me, and I carried him out of the building. Came down the stairs holding this turkey like a trophy, but away from you like it was like like a dangerous trophy. It was dangerous. Gave the turkey over to Lamb, and he took the bird out, took it out out and put it, uh, put it out in the parking lot in front of the prison and let it go. They yeah, paroled the, the turkey. <laughs> the turkey got an early parole. You know, I was all <laughs> proud of myself. I had my bruises and a couple scrapes. You know what I mean? It was a hard-fought battle. I still have people coming up and talking to me. Hey, turkey man. Hey, turkey man. And I don't mind that at all. If everybody's going to have a laugh, then I'm happy about it. All right, turkey man. <laughs> That was Brian Mazza talking to Joseph Kaufman. The piece was produced by Joe Kirk, a producer at KLW's radio program at Solano State Prison, which is supported by the California Arts Council and the Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. You can hear more stories from Uncuffed at the website kalw.org slash uncuffed. Well, thanks so much for sharing that story and for swinging by and talking turkey. Thanks. That was reporter Jessica Placzek. Our question asker this week was Amanda Upchurch. Thanks, Amanda. We've got about a week left in our May voting round. You can help us decide what to investigate next. The questions are, how much money comes from the voluntary contributions you can make at the end of your California tax forms? What happens when an animal at the zoo dies? And why can't we swim in most of the Bay Area's reservoirs? Head to baycurious.org to cast a vote for which one you want to hear us answer next. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Bay Curious is made in San Francisco at KQED. Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Every month, we read a question here at the end of our episode. You can give us your answers over at our website, kqed.org slash baycurious, or just click the link in the episode description. Out of the correct answers, we'll randomly choose one lucky winner to receive a cool prize package with Bay Curious swag and Sierra Nevada goodies. Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest, and I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me 
supporting the programs they love, while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.